Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Whoa! Somebody, 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 can anybody find me? Somebody to love. All right. Wow, look at it. It's us. (laughs) And we are singing a song. If you can guess why we sang that song. You win our eternal respect. <laughs> yeah, it's a deep cut. It's like a double cut. It's not you, it, the first answer you give will not make sense, and then you have to go. Oh, that's why we haven't sang in a long time, Jimmy. There's probably no, a lot haven't. of people watching. Why did they sing to begin with? Yeah, and there's a lot of people in their chairs or car seats going, "Oh my gosh, it's Jimmy and Josh podcasting again." I'm very excited. <laughs> well, didn't you know we don't? We're not friends anymore. And we don't like each other. <laughs> yeah, we just happen to see each other multiple times every week. Yeah. and never say a thing. <laughs> How's it, everybody? Uh, Welcome yeah, to the Command Zone Podcast. You're watching I'm your host. Listening. <laughs> you're watching slash listening. Uh, I forgot how to even intro the oh, show gosh. without Rachel. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Wong. Rachel's somewhere right now turning over in her grave. Yeah. <laughs> grave. She's still That's alive. She's, here, she's still yeah. alive, yeah. But right. in her grave early. She's just checking it out. She's playing a graveyard deck, which is kind of related yeah. to what we're doing. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. How's it? It's Jimmy Wong. Man. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so Commander Masters is almost here. This is a huge set. And we have a very fun uh, episode today because we're revealing the entire uh, deck for Enduring Enchantments. That's right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, there are four new decks from Commander Masters. Uh, it is a reprint set, the main set, but the pre-cons have new cards. And we're also going to be revealing, in addition to the new cards, uh, all the other cards in the deck, including talking about the reprint value and everything, yeah. the stats breakdown, everything we normally do. But of course, before we get into it, if you want to get your hands on this pre-con, if you want to get your hands on any of the other pre-cons, if you want to get your hands on a draft booster box, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, Commander Draft, uh, we learned with Commander Legends and Baldur's Gate and some other stuff, is very, very fun. Yeah. If you want to get your hands on any of that, if you're going to buy magic products, go to cardkingdom.com slash command. It is the best place to go to pick up your magic singles product, anything at all. You can get your hands on all the Lord of the Rings stuff you probably still need if you're like me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, There's a bunch of cool reprints in this set. And of course, the brand new cards, either you pick up the pre-cons, you can order the singles as well. Mm -hmm. We've got Wilds of Eldraine right around the corner. Card Kingdom, we love because they are one big, huge magic retailer. So if you need a card, they are going to have it in the version that you want, in the condition that you want. But also, you're not forced to buy from a bunch of little individual vendors. Card Kingdom is all in one place, all in one package. It arrives in your mailbox altogether, and then you just get to very easily go grab those cards, sleeve them up, shuffle up your decks ready to go. Convenience is king. Yeah, so again, cardkingdom.com slash command is the place to go to get your cards and support this show and all of our content. And when you get those cards, sleeve them up, keep them protected, ultrapro.com slash command. They have an amazing store there as well, and new set means new art. That means new playmats. Uh, the commander that we're talking about today is drawn by Magali Villeneuve. It mm. is beautiful art. And if you want to get that art on the playmat, especially for new players, you get them the deck. They also can play on the playmat. Maybe they have theme sleeves. And the best place to do that is at ultrapro.com slash command. That's who Josh and I have been trusting for decades now to protect our cards. And they'll do a pretty darn good job protecting your cards too. Um, especially with all these brand new reprints that you're going to be able to finally get your hands on some of these cards. I'm looking at a few of them in front of me going, 
Thank goodness, I know for sure I'm going to get this. I'm going to put it into this deck. And when I do, sometimes I just like re-sleeving the entire deck, mm. especially if the sleeves are a little old or I want a new style. UltraPro.com slash command is the place to do so. And they occasionally just have incredible deals across their huge inventory. So you can get some stuff for super cheap. UltraPro.com slash command. Support the show. And the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. Our patrons get all kinds of cool perks, like uh, watching game nights and extra turns earlier than the general public. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, get to hang out on our Discord, talk to Jimmy, myself, Rachel, our whole team. Mm -hmm. uh, we're on there each and every day. And we also play spell table once a week with the patrons as well. So a lot yeah. of perks. Patreon.com slash command zone. Go check it out. And uh, we appreciate everybody that supports us that way. And we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. So this episode is dedicated, dedicated to Alex Kalish. Alex, you rock. You do rock. Thank you, Alex. All right, let's get into our main topic here, which is the Enduring Enchantments Commander Masters Precon Deck Reveal uh, normal caveat for these deck reveal videos, we are going to do budget upgrade uh, videos for all of four of the decks, but this video is meant to reveal the deck, so we're going to not do a bunch of card evaluation here. We're mostly just going to show you what there is. Yeah, new um, cards. That's the exciting yep. part. <laughs> yeah, and, and we are going to start with the new cards. Again, Commander Masters as a as the main set is a reprint set, but the pre-cons have new cards in them like pre-cons usually do. Yeah. There are actually 10 new cards per pre-con, Two legendary creatures, two commanders, and then eight uh, just cards. Other cards. Yeah, it's kind of like the precons of old. Yeah, there you go. They would, yeah, they would have some fun stuff in there. Okay, so let's talk about the new commander. So the one on the front of the box is Anikthia, Hand of Erebos. And by the way, this deck is all Obzon colored. So that's black, white, and green. And that's what this commander costs. It's two mana and black, white, and green for a 4-4 legendary enchantment creature, Demigod. It has Menace, Manache. And it says other enchantment creatures you control have Menace. Ooh. Hmm. And whenever Anikthia enters the battlefield or attacks... Exile up to one target non-aura enchantment from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a 3-3 black zombie creature token in addition to its other types. Oh, interesting. So, so a way yeah. to cheat some big enchantments into play in a 3-3 creature form yeah specifically enchantment so yeah. this is actually really similar to sauron the necromancer that when he attacks creates a three three that's a copy of a creature but anikthia can do this to enchantments as long as they're not an aura so you could obviously some heads are probably spinning but there's a lot of different enchantments that are pretty powerful just get them in the graveyard and when this enters or attacks so that's gonna be a lot of triggers you're gonna get some sweet stuff back on the uh, battlefield but it's a zombie <laughs> instead, yeah a creature instead it's of a just three three zombie yeah, yeah which is a little weird uh we should say we are doing a special episode of Extra Turns themed around Commander Masters, yep. and one of our guests, I guess I can, I can reveal it. Yeah, right? why not? It is Amy Amazonian, uh, as she's known on Twitch and uh, on Twitter and things like that. Yeah, I love Amazonian. Yeah, she's the best. She is playing the Anikthia deck in that episode. We won't give anything away, but it is a cool deck, and you'll get to see it in action well, I don't. Uh, I think it's Soon? a few weeks away yet, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. in early August. All sorts of reveals on today's yeah. show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, so let's get move on to the second legendary creature here, which is on the back of the box. This is the backup singer, we might say. It is a singer, actually. Yeah, it is Narcy Fable Singer. One and Abzan, so one white, black, green, four mana total for a three-three legendary creature, human bard. Mm. Narcy has lifelink. And says, whenever you sacrifice an enchantment, draw a card. Ooh. Interesting. Whenever the final chapter of a saga you control resolves, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is that saga's mana value. Ooh. Do you know what happens after the final chapter of a saga? You sacrifice it. So you'll draw a card and deal damage to each opponent equal this the, sorry, I was going to say CMC, mana value yeah. of that saga. Each opponent. So that's pretty cool. And you're going to gain that much life too. And if you sacrifice a champ, it's not easy to do. But if you do, in other means, you would still draw the cards. Yeah. But the saga has to go to its final chapter in order to deal the or for the opponents to lose a life. So you can't sack a saga right. to some sort of effect and still uh, deal that damage. Yeah, but you will draw a card if you do sack a saga. Uh, notably, though, enchantment creatures exist, so sacking that is a bit easier. And oh, there yeah. is a card that we're going to read, that oh, a couple of them, actually, that, that do say sacrifice and enchantment on it. Yeah, some of the new cards, they've added a little support for sacrificing enchantments. I think I might put this in my Tom Bombadil deck. Yeah, I'm it seems it. very good in the Tom Bombadil deck. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so those are the two new commanders, but there are eight new cards 
cards. So let's go through those. Jimmy, you want to start? All right. So the first one is a saga, so probably has a bit of synergy with Narsi. But keep in mind, Anixia also can bring sagas back as creatures. And, and they put themselves in the graveyard. So yeah, yeah that's, that's synergy. Pretty good. So this is a Battle at the Hell Vault for White White for a enchantment saga and it's got three chapters so it's going to enter on the first chapter and it says chapter one and chapter two for each player exile up to one target non-saga non-land permanent that player controls until battle at the hell vault leaves the battlefield hmm. so the when this comes down and then after your second uh your, your the next draw step when the second one comes you're going to exile up to one target non-saga non-land permanent for each player so if you're in a four-player game that's six total things you're going to exile until this card leaves the battlefield and then the third chapter is Create Avacyn, a legendary 8-8 white angel creature token with flying, vigilance, and indestructible. Wow. It doesn't give all your permits indestructible? No, it's just an 8-8 with vigilance, flying, and indestructible. Yeah, it's the token version. Um, this seems very, very cool. Obviously, those cards that you're exiling do come back, but if they're tokens, they don't. Um, and sometimes just giving you a two turns, basically, of protection against things that you don't like until you get an 8-8, and then that's its own protection. Uh, yeah, and hate it is its own kind of protection. Yeah, vigilance. So it's too. grasp of fate kind of twice, although it's each player, right? So it's yeah, your each own player. thing as well. Yeah, for each player. Oh, that's right. You could flicker your own Exile stuff. Exile to one target, non-saga, so it can't target itself because right. that would be wonky. Uh, okay, that's interesting. I'm yeah. sure there's a bunch of cool uses for that card. Yeah, I mean, it seems very good in any kind of flicker deck. All right, the next card is Boon of the Spirit Realm. Cool art on this one. It is three white white for an enchantment. It has constellation. Whenever boon of the spirit realm or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a blessing counter on boon of the spirit realm. And it says creatures you control get plus one plus one for each blessing counter on boon of the spirit realm. All right. So it comes in and it gets one automatically. Right. And so then five as, mana, everything gets one one. And then as you play more things. Or more enchantments. Or than, flicker or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Just ETBs. That's nice. And you can bring this back with Anixia as well. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's going to get. That's gonna <laughs> become a beating if you just keep playing enchantments, which this deck wants to do. Next up, we have Cacophony Unleashed. Classic five black black, so a seven mana enchantment. When Cacophony Unleashed enters the battlefield, if you cast it, destroy all non-enchantment creatures. Okay, so seven mana board wipe. Whenever Cacophony Unleashed or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control until end of turn, Cacophony Unleashed becomes a legendary 6-6 nightmare god creature with menace and death touch. It's still an enchantment. So this enters the battlefield is a 6-6 nightmare god creature with menace and death touch. And anytime another enchantment enters the battlefield, it becomes that giant 6-6. So that's pretty good. It's too bad it has that if you cast it clause because you don't get the board wipe if you uh, get it off of Nyctia. <laughs> yeah, probably why they did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next new card is Composer of Spring. One in a green for a 1-3 Satyr Bard. It has Constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield Ooh. tapped. If you control six or more enchantments, instead, you may put a creature or land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped wow, wow. <laughs> that's pretty so it's ramp early in the game and, and then this is an enchantment enchantress staple from now on. oh 100 percent. yeah wow yeah that's really powerful the only thing that's missing is enchantment creature <laughs> yeah it's not an enchantment creature probably good but constellation is from theros block and it is very powerful in enchantress decks so pretty good stuff there yep all right next up we have demon of fate's design this looks like a card straight up from theros uh, four black black for a 6-6 six, six enchantment creature demon with flying and trample. Once during each of your turns, you may cast an enchantment spell by paying life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. So including the turn this comes down. And for two in a black, you can sacrifice another enchantment and demon of fate's design gets plus X plus O until end of turn where X is the sacrifice enchantment's mana value. So there you go. That is a way to sacrifice an enchantment for Narcy, Fable Singer. But more importantly, this just basically gives you one free enchantment during each of your turns. Yeah, I think it's also pretty good for Anixia as well because you want to sort of put something good in your graveyard that you can get that value off oh, Anixia. Yeah, yeah. So what you can do is like before you go to, to attacks, you sacrifice something and then you bring it back as a 3-3, maybe get another ETB, yeah. uh, trigger your other constellation stuff. So that does seem pretty good. Um, and also just this, once during each of your turns, you may cast an enchantment spell. By paying life? Yeah. It, That's great. <laughs> anytime you're paying life instead of mana... What we, we used to say this a lot, yeah. which is one of the most broken things in Magic and one of the reasons most often that cards get banned is cheating of mana cost. Yep. So if you can 
turn your life into mana. Things like Treasonous Ogre we know are just compl- incredibly broken. So that card strikes me as quite good. Yeah, and the turn you play at six mana, you get that plus something else from your hand. So yeah. it's not just a creature when it comes down. There's I, something else that comes along with it. That's really smart. This is really not, kind of not six mana. Yeah, as long as you cast another like four or, or, nor, or more. more mana thing with the life, then all of a sudden you have only really paid maybe a two mana for this kind of. I mean, Demon of Fate's design into Cacophony Unleashed. Oh my pay gosh. seven life, kill everything. Anicthia is an enchantment creature. So that's like a one-sided board wipe on turn six. <laughs> you just go five, six in that. Oh my God. Oh yeah, on six. Yeah, or maybe on turn on four, four or five, or five you play yeah. this and then Cacophony Unleashed. Uh, Blow everything Pay seven up. life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next new card is Ghoulish Impetus. Ooh, another impetus. Yeah, it's two and a black for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has death touch and is goaded. When enchanted creature dies, return Ghoulish Impetus to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. Oh. So you put this on something. It's goaded and it has death touch. They have to attack with it. If it gets blocked, then it'll kill what it's... Attacking. Being blocked by because of the yeah. death touch. But if it happens to die, then you get to do this again to another thing. Yeah. So it just keeps coming back from the grave. It's interesting because it doesn't work with a Nyxia because non-auras. Right. But it's coming back on its own, presumably. That's true. You don't really need to bring it back as a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. But okay. it's another one of the impetuses. Uh, these are all kind of pretty fun in, in Commander, I find. Okay, next up we have Nyxborn Behemoth with a mana value of 10 green green. So 12. It's a 10-10 enchantment creature beast. However, this spell costs X less to cast, where X is the total mana value of non-creature enchantments you control. It's like Galta kind of? Yeah, a little bit. But it doesn't care about enchantment creatures, so you can't... Your commander and uh, Demon of Fate's design... Don't count. Yeah, don't count. Uh, it does have trample, and then one in green sack another enchantment. Nyxborn Behemoth gains indestructible until end of turn. So that's another example of being able to sacrifice enchantments if you do want Narcy singing her way to her victory. Yeah, that's nice. They are, like we said, giving us some more support for being able to sacrifice enchantments and again good for nyxia because she wants stuff in the graveyard anyway yep all right and there is one more new never before seen card it is undo spirit dancer four and a white for a three three creature core cleric it says whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control i don't know why it doesn't say constellation (laughs) you may create a token that's a copy of it do this only once each turn. Uh, maybe that's why, because it's only once each turn. Yeah, so it couldn't be Constellation. Can't be Constellation. Yeah. Okay, so anytime you have an enchantment enter the battlefield, you make a token of it the first, t- the first time each turn. Wow. The, we already know there's something like Banishing Lights, God. Grasp of Fates. Oh, man. Just getting twice of those. Now, it is a five-mana card, and I will say, of all these cards we looked at, the lowest mana value was uh, well, the there's Composer a two for of Spring. Composer, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a creature, and probably the best card I think out of the whole bunch. But everything is three mana and above. But these are some very powerful cards. Yeah. I'm just very glad that none of these enchantments say, draw a card when an enchantment is about field. There's a lot of those. <laughs> a, we don't need another enchantress. We don't need another enchantress, yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting because Anicthia wants to cheat... You want to get value from something uh, in your graveyard recurring. Yeah. And the best way to do that is if it's a high mana value thing, mm-hmm. right? So having high mana value enchantments, this tells me that that part of the deck is covered by the new cards as For far sure. as like, this is the stuff you would like to cheat out if you can. Hopefully there's enough self-mill and other things in the deck, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to be able to, you know, put those things in the graveyard so you yeah. can really, Anicthia enters the battlefield, get something really sweet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's really exciting, though, for anyone that loves Enchantress to have an Obzon Enchantress yeah. commander. Uh, two of them, actually. Uh, one of them is more Saga-based, um, but we've seen a ton of support for those, and we know for a fact that there's just going to be more and more Sagas as the game goes on. So, pretty cool, uh, all these cards together. Um, obviously, I think I'm a bit more of an Anicthia fan. It just seems like the raw power level is a little higher, and you can do a bit more with it. Yeah, but I already have a Tom Bombadil deck, and now she's go. looking pretty good in there. Yeah, Fable Singer. I mean, it's it fits perfectly. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. They get, they're a duo, just yeah. like you and me, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Who's who's Tom and who's the Fable Singer? Uh, you can be Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I thought you were the five-color guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. Jim Bombadil. Josh Bombadil. Uh, they all have good ring. They all sound good. <laughs> all right, uh, we have all of the reprints left in the deck remaining to talk about, including we did a breakdown like we always do of the value, the highest value reprints, uh, the highlights, overall deck value, a lot of stuff that people like to hear. So stick around, don't go anywhere, but we're going to be right back. We're going to hear a quick message from our sponsors. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then I'm going to flash out a Lucio Ambusher. I will bolt it to draw three cards, and I will sneak attack out Triskaidekaphile. I'll go to my upkeep, and I will win the game. That was your first time playing the deck? Yeah. Well, I mean, first time in paper. I've already goldfished it like a hundred times on Architect. Their playtester is super user-friendly. Playing cards just takes one click, and you can mulligan, tutor, and move through your turns with the press of a key. There are simple menus with counters and copies, and you can take notes on cards as you play them. Architect is the best place to browse, brew, and playtest commander decks. Just go to architect.com slash command zone to get started. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T dot com slash command zone. How's it, everybody? We're excited to announce the return of Game Night's Tokens. Dun, dun, dun. Each order includes 40 total tokens all in one pack. There are four of each token and there are 10 tokens. These will be available in other premium versions. We have a premium foil and a gold foil version. And of course, the ultra premium gold foil tokens come in a special high quality drawer box. It's a really cool way to show off your Game Night's bling. Yeah, I even use this box for other things. It's very sturdy and it looks sharp. Plus, if you want to show that you're the biggest Game Night fan out there, our top tier pledge level has something really special. It's a custom-made double-sided playmat that features all of the art from the tokens with a really cool comic book-inspired layout. Yeah, very few of these end up getting made. As with all of our Kickstarters, this is for a limited time, so this is your best chance to get your hands on these tokens and playmats. Just go right now, lock in your order, don't mess around, just guarantee that you're going to get them. Absolutely. All right, thanks everyone, and get your pledge in now. All right, welcome back. We are talking about the Enduring Enchantment deck from Enchantments, plural, from Commander Masters, one of the four precons. We have the privilege of revealing the entire deck today. And of course, as a result, we can do a cool little thing where we dive into the numbers and figure out the stats. Statistics, everybody. My least favorite course of mathematics I've ever taken was <laughs> really? statistics. Yeah. I found it fascinating. Oh, it was just so, I was just like, oh, this is too much. I, I, well, I want to like 
well, no, trigonometry was more fun. Wow, you know? I'm the opposite. Yeah, I found trigonometry to be completely esoteric and useless to me. Where it stats, was very esoteric and yeah, useless. yeah where absolutely. stats, I was like, at least this has real world. Like, <laughs> true. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why I was. My head was in the clouds. I didn't care about real world stuff. I was like, uh, what? I was like looking at. You numbers. went into the right industry then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, stats was always just like water levels and this. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't about care this about at all. But I can levels. figure out this like trigonometry problem. No problem. Uh, okay, so the statistics. Let's go down the list here. Uh, the main categories of every commander deck. As we've said in the past, Wizards has done a fantastic job recently. Uh, not even just recently now. Three, four years ongoing yeah. of making these decks really function out of the box. Especially compared to the original pre-cons. Oh, they've uh, come so far. Yeah, pre-cons real are far. so good now. Yeah, so uh, in terms of ramp, there are 14 ways to ramp in the deck, which is great. Right, And we've even been saying that our old number of 10 ramp, we've been bumping up to closer to 12 now. Yeah. So Wizards just sort of looks like they are following suit. They're seeing the same things we're seeing. Drawing cards is sweet. Uh, there are 12 ways to draw cards. Yep. That's nice. 14 ways to ramp 12 to draw. So that's very high. That's all right in there. Yep. Seven ways for targeted interaction to happen. So this another, can be yeah. Another category you and I have been saying for a couple of years now, we're sort of it continues Upping. to grow. And so one category that, we're, that we've seen go down is the next one. It's board wipes, and there's two. Yeah. So this feels like a very viable stat line for any deck I currently own. Yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A lot of them would look like that. Yeah. So that's a good sign. And then a stat line that is near and dear to my heart now is 37 lands. Try yeah. to get 37 <laughs> lands in every deck. <laughs> 37 lands. That yeah. seems reasonable. Reasonable, yeah. I mean, with 14 ramp and 12 guard draw, you may be like, oh, I could take that down a notch. But I don't think Wizards want to mess with that. So having 37 lands makes sense here. Yep. Now, uh, let's, yeah, let's go into the deck-specific stats here. Yep. So we always break down sort of the stats of what's going on in the deck. It kind of tells you what commander you might want to lean towards and also how the deck might play. Mm-hmm. So as expected, there are a lot of enchantments in the uh, uh, Enduring Enchantment stack, and there are 41. That's about right, I would say. If you're making a creature-based deck, you want 36, 37-plus creatures. And yeah. enchantments 41. Both these commanders really like enchantments. And we see that down the line whenever you see a theme deck that's themed around a certain thing. You usually have about yeah. 35 to 40 of that thing. So this is even a little on the high side, which is good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Except for artifacts. If you have artifacts, you usually have like 60. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's easy because artifacts blend into the ramp and yep. so on and so on. Uh, there are seven sagas in the deck. So outside the Boon of the Spirit Realm, which is a new card. So this is for the Narsi version of the deck. So six other sagas that exist. And that's a big signpost because it tells you that you probably do not want to run Narsi as the commander yeah. out of the box. There just isn't enough saga synergy in there. So Narsi is more meant as a build you know, around. Build around. To, yeah. Yeah. On its own. And obviously, Anixia works great with sagas because bringing back a saga and restarting it from the top to bottom, it still gets all the text. Yep. But it's just a little creature. Yep. Uh, enchantment payoffs 21. So cards that say constellation on it, cards that want to have enchantments entering the battlefield. That seems about right, too. Yep. That seems like a good number. And remember, some of those enchantment payoffs are, are probably not enchantments themselves. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, this Composer of Spring we talked about earlier. Oh, man, that card is... <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I keep looking at really that card. <laughs> it's going in every enchantress deck. Yeah. Uh, graveyard fillers. So this is definitely for the Anicthia side of the deck. There are 12 ways to fill your graveyard. So that's self-mill, things that sacrifice themselves. Yep. Yeah, ways to get things in the graveyard, so... Uh, and yep. then Anicthia herself does a lot of this. It's recursion. There are six ways to do recursion in the deck. Doesn't seem to be like a major theme of it. I think they focus on just a bunch of enchantments and enchantment payoffs. And then these the fillers and the recursion just, I feel like, are gravy on top. Because naturally, as a result of the game progressing, you're going to sacrifice them or you're going to have uh, sagas enter the, battlefield, or enter the graveyard. So there will be ways to fill the graveyard with enchantments regardless. Yeah, but it seems like the deck is probably not focused on like filling 50 cards into the graveyard no. and using Anicthia <laughs> as some kind of tutor for a certain Yep. you know card that you're looking for it's more of just a value piece and you don't need as many recursions if your commander has it on it right like yep. you have one piece of recursion that's just you're always going to have access to yeah yeah and it makes sense too i think the way that this deck plays out in the most fun way is not the one where you have to sit there as a new player and figure out what card to tutor back with a nick theater right i have 40 choices yeah hang uh, on a second yeah 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 <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the overall deck contents here. Just go over it one more time. There are 10 new cards. There are 71 reprints, and there are 19 basic lands. Ooh, so there's 18 non-basics. Yeah. That's math, <laughs> baby. <laughs> we like to go that over that just because we're next going to move on to talking about reprint value. Yeah. Now, remember... We are taking the reprint value from the time of this recording, which is before any of the pre-con decks have been revealed. So naturally, prices on reprints will lower once it's known that the thing's getting reprinted because people find out, like, 
X card is getting reprinted. Yep. That means there's going to be a lot more of them, and they should be worth less. Uh, of course, we couldn't give you the prices from after the deck reveal video because that's not how time works. And we also have no idea what the market's going to look at for these new cards and new commanders and yep. the 10 we just talked about. So those will not be accounted in this total value either. Now, there's a little bit of a wrinkle here in how we talk about the reprint value because the oh, right. Commander Masters decks are actually more expensive than... Commander Precons of the past. Yep. So Commander Precons for years and years used to be about $30, $35. Mm-hmm. And then they added these sort of set decks for a while or closer to 25 bucks. But then they sort of evened out in the last year or so and most of them were $45. And now these are looking... Uh, $45 to $40, I guess is fair to say. I, mm-hmm. I think you can still often find like the Lord of the Rings decks right now for about 40 bucks each. Yeah, and the big box retailers and stuff too at MSRP. Right? Yeah, which w- they used to have an MSRP they would tell us, but they don't tell us anymore. So we kind of have a gas based on the market out there. Anyway, long way of saying that the Commander Masters decks appear to be going for about $80 a piece right now. Wow, that's double the price. So it's that's quite high. And our expectation would be that the reprint value would want to be about roughly double what it is normally to justify that price right. tag, right? Like, unless you can make the case that the 10 card new cards we just read are so, yeah, are somehow vastly superior to what we normally see from new cards from pre-cons, and I don't know about you, they seem about what we normally see. They didn't seem out of whack with, no. yeah. Well, we don't have any of the notable, like, deadly relics. There's no fierce guardian swats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To fairies protection, dockside. It doesn't appear to have one of those in here. Composer of spring seems good, but it's only for one themed enchantment, right? Enchantments, yeah. So I would, you know, that's what we would expect is about double the reprint value. So let's see what we ended up with here. So we added the prices up and it is $130.75. So if you're doing the math here, if this is double the price of a pre-con, that means this is like $65 worth of reprint value, right? Yeah, it basically equates to that from an old precon. And if we look at the average reprint values in precons of the past, Baldur's Gate was $104, Brothers War $95, All Will Be One $101, March of the Machine at $97. We're seeing the high 90s to low 100s yeah. for the $40 decks. So it feels like this deck could have easily justified somewhere close to $200 worth of reprint value. Or even like $160, one, right? It doesn't have to push it that hard. Yeah. But being at 130 does feel bad because, again, you buy a $40 deck and you get $100 worth of, of reprints. That's yeah. $60 more, more than twice. Buy an $80 deck and only get 130 eee. It actually doesn't make a ton of sense if you think about it because I paid $40 more and only got $30 more of value. Yeah. That yeah, I, I I don't love those numbers. Now we are only revealing this video or this deck. There are three other decks. Maybe their reprint value is out of whack with this, and it'll average out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, honest, it it should be said that Wizards doesn't always you know they're they're commissioning these things years in advance. They don't always know exactly what the prices are going to look like by the time they're released. So maybe they aimed for a higher number, and this ended up being lower for whatever reasons. We yeah. don't know. But right now. I don't love that reprint number. It looks bad. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Commander Masters is obviously going to be a really big set for Commander players, new ones especially. Yeah. So a lot of people may not even understand what they're getting into when they buy a pre-con. They don't even know that the old pre-cons were worth less or whatever. So it does feel a little, ugh. But at the same time, we don't know what the new cards are going to be like. And Enchantress is a very popular, uh, I'd say, archetype. So yeah. there is a good chance that this these cards all do raise, rise in value. Because we're going to talk about the notable reprints, uh, the ones that are worth more than five dollars in the deck so that we can see where some of the value comes from yeah it really is better to get a few higher value reprints than a bunch of low value ones like i'd really yeah. rather have four twenty dollar cards yeah than you know twenty four dollar cards and so this is a thing where it may look a little bit better at the end of it because yeah Listen, there's no way to cut it. $130 worth of reprints <laughs> is disappointing. Like, yeah. It just... Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the choice to make this an $80 precon was only decided very recently. Yeah, which also deck. seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Though, right? Like, why'd <laughs> you do that? Yeah. Well, new set, new stuff, yeah. new players, yada, yada. And a big <laughs> I, influx I would, of new players, too, from... I would hope the they would go, right? you know, can we justify it rather than... Yeah, but they might just be going, well, will pay, players pay that? And, yeah. you know... Yeah, okay. It is what it is. Well, Here we go. We'll decide. <laughs> okay, notable reprints. Number one, it's a $20 card before this reveal. And I wow. was surprised that it was this high. Yeah, me too. I thought this was like a $5 card. <laughs> but it is a very good card that, that we both play in a lot of decks. So yep. it does make sense. It's uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove. It's two in a green for a 2-4 Nymph Dryad. It says, 
It's an enchantment creature. You may play additional land on each of your turns. Very good. So it's an exploration. And it says lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. Very good. Yeah. It does two things that a lot of decks want to do. Fixes your mana and just gives you that uh, that ramp value of playing Chromatic additional Lantern lands. really looks sad. <laughs> right? So true. Oh, man. Because this also turns like your Maze of Ith into a basic yep. land, right? Like yep. you can use those as well. It's kind of got the, that Urborg effect. Yep. Um, that was 20 bucks. Wow. Um, this next one is also right up there, but this is like the a big time finisher and a very important card in the Live Enchantress decks. It's Starfield of Nyx, four and a white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Very good. As long as you control five or more enchantments, each other non-aura enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and toughness, each equal to its mana value. So if you have five or more enchantments, including Starfield next, this one becomes a 5-5. Five, five. Yep. Uh, that seven-drop Cacophony Unleashed becomes a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yep. <laughs> if you've already cast that, you might be winning this game. Yeah, you might be. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, pretty good here because basically reanimating an enchantment is exactly what this deck wants to do, and this just does it automatically. So it almost is a double for what Anixia is. We should say that card was $15.25 before the reprint was announced. Yowza. Yeah, definitely a staple card in all Enchantress decks, though, so yeah. it is nice to see here. And a fun one. Who doesn't love winning an Enchantress game by just hitting people with your enchantments? I will say it is a dangerous card to play because when it turns all your, creature, your enchantments into creatures, you're now susceptible to a board wipe, oh, and yeah. I've definitely... See- made people lose and lost myself in games where if I just wouldn't have turned my enchantments into creatures, they wouldn't have died to the board wipe and I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to kind of plan out when you're going to play the Starfield. Be careful. <laughs> All right, the next card is a card that I really like a lot and still play quite oh, a bit. so good. Yep, it's it's got new art too. This mm-hmm. is new art for it. Um, it is Grasp of Fate. One white white for an enchantment when Grasp of Fate enters the battlefield for each opponent. Exile up to one target non-land permanent that player controls until Grasp of Fate leaves the battlefield. Yeah. So this is an Oblivion Ring effect for, three. for each of your opponents. Yeah. It's very efficient. Three mana, get rid of three things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think they changed the art too because so much of this is Theros themed that the original art was in the Commander or Precon, I think, and yeah. it had nothing to do with Theros and this one very clearly does. That's a Dryad. Very cool. Uh, speaking of dryads <laughs> okay all right next up we have one of the most classic Love this card. uh enchantress cards it is satisan champion two in the green for a one three creature human warrior constellation whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control put a one one counter on satisan champion and draw a card you so play an this, enchantress yeah yeah you play this in your tom bombadil deck it's a great one it's you need a few of these effects in every enchantress decks it's how you basically churn through your whole deck yeah the archetype is kind of named enchantress after the cards that draw you a card when an enchantment either is either yeah. cast or enters the battlefield yeah oh we should note that grasp of fate was an eight dollar card and this champion is a six dollar card oh we didn't say the name of or the the number on grasp of fate sorry I everybody so yeah we got grasped we got grasped. the mana value was eight dollars <laughs> <laughs> okay uh this next one is a $6 card right now, but it used to be like a $25 card. Yeah, and they reprinted it a bunch of times, and it's still up there, which means it's a very good card. And it is a very good card. It is Marari's Wake. Three, a green and a white for an enchantment. It says creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. Wow. Double your mana and make your creatures bigger. Yeah, very good. Uh, at five mana, too, to do a mana doubler is pretty efficient. And typically, that's like at six or seven mana or up, like Zendikar Resurgent and all that. Um, but Marari's Wake, it's a like a cube classic, so I see tons of people play it in cube. And it's one of those cards that just doesn't get removed, I found. These days, it tends not to. And it is the type of card that if you let somebody untap with, there's a good chance they win. Because going from you know five, six, seven mana to... 12, 13, 14, 14 mana. Yeah. Well, it's hard to go to 13 with Mars Rock, I suppose. Oh, no. <laughs> there are mana rocks. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, 14 mana is usually enough to end the game by most, com- most commander decks. Yeah, you just do something so impactful that you're in surging up to the lead. So, all right. The last notable reprint over $5. $5 is at $5. Yep. It's Cunning Rhetoric. Two in the black. I think this is new art as well. Uh, and it I might even... Is it? Oh, because I, I was know. like, maybe it features even one of our... our... Wait, is, is this... Is that Nah, I don't know. Just looks similar. The more I talk, the worse it gets for me. 
So I'm just look at everything stop. that was said. It's just cunning rhetoric. I think no, this cunning, actually takes yeah. place on this on Strixhaven because I think that's like the the. Oh yeah, uh, it yeah, is yeah. totally that. Classic. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> an enchantment two in the black. Whenever an opponent attacks you and or one or more planeswalkers you control, exile the top card of that player's library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and mana of any type can be spent to cast it. I think that type is actually a little bit different the way they describe that now because mm. usually you say you can use mana of any color to cast that spell. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, this is a $5 card. I think we didn't love this card when we talked about it originally. And I've only seen this in play a few times. And it has never stopped me from attacking that person. <laughs> well, it it stops you if it matters and it doesn't if they're going to die. Right, right, and right. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it was $5. It may just be one of those like only been printed once but people do like it in certain play groups because i've seen it played a few times uh-huh. and every time it's always like oh interesting i wonder what's gonna happen and nothing happens <laughs> yeah so far nothing has happened <laughs> but it's been interesting that's for sure <laughs> okay so those are the six cards that are worth five dollars or more some pretty good ones a twenty dollar one a fifteen dollar one uh i'd say there's a lot of pre-cons in the past when there was not a single card ten dollars or above but yeah. we do we do tend to see i'd say on average there's usually one card that's up around that yep so this one has two but again, we're paying $40 more for this deck. That list seems short considering that. Yeah, and again, these prices are also going to all dip yeah. and drop the moment that they're announced. Uh, we don't know what the print run is for Commander Masters, but probably pretty big. Probably pretty big, yeah. yeah. Especially, again, we're coming off of presumably the biggest selling set of all time. So a lot of players are going to be interested in playing this game, and Commander Masters is right there to scoop them up. All right. In the past, we've read the $2 cards as well, but that list we've found to be not as exciting for people. Yeah. So instead, we're going to do something we haven't done before. Usually, we just at this point say, okay, those are the cards we're going to talk about. The full deck list is linked in the show notes, and you can use that uh, link to to look at the rest of it if yep. you want to. And I should say that is still true. And the other decks, too, that get revealed because they're all going to be on the schedule, right? Yep. Uh, that that is still true. There is a link in the show notes for this video that w- you can go click on right now that will bring you to the full deck list. But we have been asked this and we've decided we're going to do it. We're going to read every card and that uh, in the deck that's remaining and that'll allow us to put those cards on screen so you can take a look at them. Sometimes there are alt art and things like that and I think yep. Lord of the Rings we probably definitely should have done this because that was a deck where every single Thing card in art, the deck yeah. had new art. So we're just going to do this from now on. Um, if it's not interesting to you, obviously click away. We're going to try to read them not super fast so that there's enough time to sort of look at them, but it'll. You, if you really want to look at a card, you might have to pause. Yeah. We might wrap it in the future. You never know. It's so many words. Wrap it? <laughs> Sing it? I'm just kidding. Can okay. Abundance. Abundance. Okay. Uh, so we'll just, it's uh, in, I believe this is in, yeah, it's in alphabetical order. Okay. So, um, here, here we, we go. go. We're not going to read what the cards do. We're just going to read the cards. You want to alternate? Sure. Should we go this way on the list or th- this way? I think we should go, yeah, alphabetical. Okay. It's the alphabet song, everybody. Okay, you go. Okay, first up, Abundance. Cool. Arasta of the Endless Web. Arcane Signet. Archon of Sun's Grace. Oh, man, you played this card like crazy in that. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Uh, Battle for Bretagard, a saga. Yep. Binding the Old Gods. Not Binding of the Old Gods, which is how I always want to say it. It's just Binding the Old Gods. Hmm. Efficient. (laughs) Uh, Calyx, Destiny's Hand. All right. Cast Out. Very good card. Yep, if that cycling just makes it really good. Oh, a staple. Courser of Crufix. This is a Jimmy Wong favorite. Yeah, I love that card. Yep. Uh, Oh, this is a very powerful card. Culling Ritual. Yeah, Strixhaven classic. I've been blown out by it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next up, Destiny Spinner. This is also another staple of Enchantress decks. Yep. Uh, Up next, another staple of Enchantress decks, Doomwake Giant. Oh, man. This will destroy your opponents. Yeah. If they untap with that, I hope you don't have any creatures on board. Uh, This card creates zombie army tokens, which was the most commented thing on our Lord of the Rings video because they didn't understand how it worked. It's Dreadhorde Invasion. Yeah, if you amass an orc and you had an amass zombie, it becomes, it becomes an orc zombie. zombie. And if you amass a zombie and you add an orc army, it becomes an orc zombie. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes both. Okay. The next one is another enchantress card. It is Eidolon of Blossoms, a staple. Followed up by another enchantress. It's Enchantress's Presence, an enchantment that does the same thing. Another staple. Then we've got one of the Therosian gods, Erebos, Bleak-Hearted. Bleak. Uh, then a little board wipe here. Extinguish All Hope. Yep. 
Uh, this is a big time favorite of mine. I play this in a lot of decks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a one card win condition. <laughs> oh yeah, it really is. It just does it all by itself. If you have Composer of Spring and this, I think you're going to be happy. Oh, it yeah. is Felidar Retreat. Heck yeah! I love and you, that card. And they're going to give you little cat beast tokens, presumably. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Uh, Font of Fertility, just a nice cheap enchantment to get their enchantresses going. Yep. The next one is Greater Tanuki. Nice. Oh, this one is a fun one. It's Heliod, God of the Sun, yep. the original Heliod. Very nice. That makes uh, enchantment creature tokens as well, right? Oh, that's right. Yep. Two ones. The next is a nice little enchantment ramp card. It is Herald of the Pantheon. Ah, gained some life too. Uh, similarly, it's Jukai Naturalist. Both of those do the same thing. Yeah, I was just say, they just happen to be alphabetical. Yeah. Kind of like Eidolon of Blossoms yeah. and Enchantress's Presence. Okay. The next one is uh, a little enchantment ramp card. It is Kalni Heart Expedition. Yeah. This is an oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. A goodie. Kodama's Reach, just some classic ramp. The next one is Love Song of Night and Day. This is a saga. Oh, that's right. And with read ahead, so you can actually choose what chapter it starts on. Yep. Uh, and then we've got another Enchantress. It's Mesa Enchantress. It's good to see so many Enchantresses in here. We've hit a lot of them so far. Yeah. We've got four of the main ones. That's yeah, great. Yeah, the deck is go- popping off. Yep. Uh, the next card is Mind Rack Harpy. Oh, so it's a mill creature that also is an enchantment creature. Yep. So this is one of the synergy cards for Anixia. Nice. Uh, Nessian Wanderer. This will just let you dig right through your deck and find all the lands you need forever and ever. Another self-mill card here. The next card is Nyx Weaver. Oh, yeah. Which is an enchantment creature and mills you. With hidden reach, too. Nice. You just get them sometimes. (laughs) Omen of the Hunt is up next. This was a great series of commons from the set it was in, but this lets you find some basics, and then you can eventually sack it to draw some cards. Very good as well for Narsi. Yep. Uh, The next one is another Omen, Omen of the Sun. Yeah, same thing. Mix some one ones. Path to Exile, just one of the best removal spells ever created. Uh, One of the best ramp spells ever created is up next. Rampant Growth. Rampant Growth. Is probably that where Ramp the, came from? Probably the where the name comes from is yeah. my guess. I don't know. Uh, oh, wow. This is a great mm. mana dork. It's Sanctum Weaver. So add X mana of any one color where X is the number of enchantments you control, including itself. So it always taps for one. Next is a card they just love to put in pre-cons, and I don't really know why. <laughs> it's it's like Zatalpa is the most commonly co- Put, yeah. And then this is probably second as a finisher. It's Sandworm Convergence. Yep. It is a good finisher. I think probably at more casual tables and not being able to be it's attacked is slow. nice. Yeah, it's definitely slow. Uh, Seder Enchanter. So this is a, another enchantress whenever you cast an enchantment. So it can't be entering the battlefield. That's five of them though now. Yeah, They've almost got all of them. The next is a very big uh, enchantment staple as well. It is Sigil of the Empty Throne. Great card. Make four, four angels. Is that good? Yeah. Free ones, free ones. Uh, Soul Ring. Duh. <laughs> Spirited Companion. Nice little value creature. Good Again, good with Anicthia. Yep, very good. Uh, Starfield Mystic. This is another enchantment reduced coster. Like Jukai Naturalist. Like Jukai. Yeah. And then look, another one. Another enchantress. This is going to be six now. Sithis Harvest Hand. And probably the best one, although it's two color, I suppose. Yeah. It, well, this is definitely the most popular commander of enchantress decks, yeah. I find. But now that we have three colors, go that way. Any enchantment deck I've played, including Tom Bombadil, <laughs> Sithis is the best card in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always want to do it. Where's Sithis? Get out of yeah. here. Uh, next up, Binding of the Titans. Binding the old gods, the Binding of the Titans. No wonder we're confused. What the heck? This has of? Yeah. Very confusing. The okay. Binding of the Titans wouldn't sound very good, though. <laughs> binding the Titans, yes, but the Binding of the Titans is that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next is the Eldest Reborn. Very nice. Yep. Uh, the Mending of Dominaria. So those are all three sagas. It's the the. Yeah, if it has the a the. the in front of it, it's a saga, evidently. <laughs> Next, we have another Enchantress. So this is seven, seven. now. It's Verduran Enchantress. Yep. With new art, I think, yeah. or at least different. One of the classic, the, one of the oldest ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we are into our lands here. So we're just going to go through these quickly. Ash Barons, basic land cycling, taps for colorless. Canopy Vista. Forest Plains, I love these. Command Tower. Exotic Orchard. Fortified Village, don't love these. Golgari Rot Farm. Bounce Land. Crozen Verge, helps you ramp. Necro Blossom Snarl. Another reveal one. And Shine Shadow Snarl, another reveal. Sungrass Prairie. A filter land. Temple of Malady, Scryland. Temple of Plenty. Scryland. Temple of Silence, Skyland. Orjav Basilica, Bounce Land. Ooh, Sandstep Citadel, Kansa Tarkir, see ya. Triland, that's good. Uh, Selesnia Sanctuary, Bounce Land. 
Then we've got Tainted Field. All right. And Tainted Wood. These both can allow you to add other colors if you control one of them. If you control a swamp. A swamp, yeah. That's how the Tainteds worked. Uh, which is interesting because we're going to get to that in a second here because we're going to talk about how many basics there are in each color. So there yep. are eight forests, six plains, and only five swamps. Whoa, but with two Tainted Lands? Yeah, and we actually looked through the land types on the other lands in the deck, and there isn't swamp on any of them. No. So You've got forest plains on Canby Vista, but that's it. Yeah, so I don't understand the inclusion of the tainted lands because there are not enough swamps to even really hope that you're going to be able to turn one of them on. Uh, or it's so just going to be much less uh, uh, efficient. They're colorless lands most of the time, I think. That is a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that that much. It is cool that those lands are here in case you have them for other decks, but yeah, they don't seem to actually have amazing amount of synergies here. Yeah, in general, I like the Tainted Lands uh, because they don't have a, a very large hurdle to make them work yeah, uh, totally. as dual lands because most of your decks will have enough swamps that that's trivial. Actually, they're probably best in dual color decks. Yeah, for much sure. Much less so a three color one, yeah. yeah. Okay. So those are all the cards. Again, if you want to see the full deck list and go over it a little bit more thoroughly, those links will be in the show notes, or that link will be in the show notes. Before we go, Jimmy, I just wanted to talk about our initial impressions of the deck. We were lucky enough to actually see a version of Anixia, not yep. the Precon, in action, and also having looked at the yeah. deck now. What do you think? I'm enchanted. It's sweet. Uh, I think people have been looking for more color enchantment decks that's not just green and white for a while now. Uh, and the fact that this adds black means Doomwake Giant is in the mix. And I know for a fact that that is like, to me, it's like sweet. Now I kind of want to play an Enchantress deck. Before it felt a little too linear. Maybe mm -hmm. just like, right, just drop your, uh, your what, what's the card? Uh, your Sithis. Draw a bunch of cards, create a board state that's unassailable. If no one has enchantment removal, you just kind of dredge out the game until it's you know, longer than it needs to be, and then maybe you sometimes win. Enchantment deck classically known for spinning wheels because you're like, I have five cards that whenever I play a card, draw me a card. Yeah. What? So I'll play another card that does that. Yeah. And then I'll uh, just draw seven cards. But okay. What are you doing, though? Does anything kill me? No. Okay. No. Then I'll do this, and that'll make me draw five cards. Okay. Yeah. Am I alive? Yes. And not just that, like... Cool. Does that do anything to me? Like, no. But you also can't attack me because I have three ghostly prison yeah. effects. <laughs> I'm not going to die, but I can't win. Yeah. So I'm excited because I think this deck finally opens up some opportunities to make a deck that is about more of the combat side, right? You want Anicthea to attack and you can make some crazy cool combos happen with the reanimation effect. Yeah, I liked that this really did feel like an enchantment deck as far as it has a lot or even most of the staples that we see in those decks. Yeah. So you have all basically all of the enchantresses and, and yeah. a lot of the marquee cards from enchantment decks. So this is a really good shell to just swap out some stuff, but you basically have the bones of every enchantment deck here. Yeah, it's crazy. You could literally just take out every card except for the enchantresses and the commander and then figure out your own build from there. Yeah. I wish there were a, a few more sagas. Uh, just because there's absolutely oh, no yeah. question about playing Narsi here. You can't. There are not enough sagas. And the sagas are also good with the Nyctia, so it felt like there could have been a few more of those included. Yeah, and along those lines, too, not that many things that allow you to sack enchantments. There are there are a couple that we know. It's like the omens yeah. can sack themselves. But that would be an interesting thing. I mean, maybe it's busted to have a card that just sacrificed an enchantment do something. Well, they had a couple of those, though, uh, on some of the new cards. Yeah. And I like them playing in that design space, and it maybe tells us a, a, a spot they can go with enchantments that'll be new and fresh, which is you can now sacrifice the enchantments, because really mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of cards in Magic history that let you do it. So they can kind of open that door and kind of explore that for a little while here, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I do think we got to, just before we go, address the reprint value thing. Again. It's definitely low and disappointing. And I think it would have been so easy... To just look at the land base, the mana base for this mm. for this deck, which is, you know, we got Snarls in here, and we yeah. got three Temples in here, and it's $80 for the deck. It's twice as much as normal, and we couldn't put a Shockland. Heck, I think you could even put, like, one of the uh, Konzatar Kier fetch lands in oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that would have only added, like, $20, $30 worth of value, and we still would be at only 160 reprint value and still even a little on the low end, if anything, but at least more palatable. Yeah. So it just seems like a disappointment to put this bad of a mana vase into a deck that's going to cost this amount. Yeah, I, to me, it just gave me an achy feeling because, again, just looking at where we are historically coming off Lord of the Rings, that this is a commander set. This is the We know that this is the big sort of format for Magic. You know, I don't want players to come in and already feel like their wallet's too light to, to upgrade the deck, right? How do you do a deck upgrade for an $80 pre-con? doesn't feel as good as a $40 pre-con plus whatever you put to it, right? Uh, that is a really, really good point that I hadn't thought about. So here you've got Lord of the Rings, a bunch of new players come in. Wouldn't you want to open 
open the doors wide and make it easy for them because you're really going to hook players in by how the next couple of sets go, right? You yeah. knew they were going to like Lord of the Rings. That's why they joined. But will they say, oh, Lord of the Rings and Magic, that was cool? Or will they say, oh, Magic is actually cool? Right. And that's going to be determined a lot by Commander Masters and uh, Wild of Eldraine. And the fact that they bumped the price up doesn't feel as welcoming. If they would have at least just kept it the same. Yeah, these are the pre-cons, yeah. right? It's not the main set. Sure, you're not reprinting whatever like is going to be in there that the collectors, the players that have been playing for a while will could be going for. So it makes it tough to not just tell everyone like, well, just buy the singles, just buy the six, buy this commander and then the six enchantresses we talked about, you know, if you want to build that deck instead. Um, but that's hard, right? So it's just a, it's a tricky situation. I, I hope to, I hope we don't follow this path too much into the remainder of sort of how precons work. And I hope if we're bumping up the price on precons, then we've got some reason to justify it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They can point to something that says, well, it's got more value because of X, Y, Z. And I, it's, I'm hard pressed to point to anything in this deck. So yeah, that's a little disappointing. I do think the new cards are cool. I think the design team did a good job. Like saying, yeah, the oh, deck's we want, cool. Yeah, we want to make an enchantment deck and we want to give it a little bit different lean than we've had in the past. And I think they accomplished both of, the, both of those things, which is nice. All right. To the listeners, what do you think about this deck? Uh, are you excited about having an Obzon Enchantress Commander? What new cards are going to slot perfectly into pre-existing decks? Or maybe there's a new build that you can finally do with Anixia that you've been dreaming about. We would love to see that. You can always comment below in the YouTube comments. You can hit us up on Twitter, uh, wherever. Find us. And if you're in our Patreon, you can find us on Discord, too. We actually have channels usually dedicated to the new pre-con, so you can mesh your brain with all the other really smart people in there and see what you come up with. Yeah, we have a lot of veteran commander players on our Discord in our community oh, yeah. that are very helpful to new players, you know, and, and experienced players as well, just sort of talking about cards. And I find new cards all the time that get mentioned that I'm like, I did not even know that existed. So. Yeah, or some like weird rules thing that I didn't yeah. know about. So it's always really fun to get in there and talk to them all. All right, and of course, if you want to get your hands on this pre-con, any of the other three pre-cons, maybe you want to get a draft booster, a set booster, a collector booster of Commander Masters, get your oh, hands yeah. on Lord of the Rings. If you are looking for magic product singles, anything at all, cardkingdom.com slash command is the best place to go to order all that stuff. You're a magic player. You're going to buy magic cards. You may as well buy them from the best place with the best customer service with the hugest inventory that gets all of your things to you in one convenient package all at once and also supports the command zone content that you enjoy. I mean, that yeah. is a lot of value just from it's purchasing your stuff from one That's place. more value than Sithis Harvest Hand in an <laughs> Enchantress deck. <laughs> oh, darn, darn. That's a lot of value, but Sithis is crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> so again, cardkingdom.com. We don't want to lie to them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Cardkingdom.com slash command. <laughs> and when you get those cards, sleeve them up, keep them protected. Ultra Pro is a sponsor of this show, and by buying from Ultra Pro, you're also supporting the show, and hey, this is, this is perfect. So much value. Ultrapro.com slash command. They have a great store. Every single time I get an email from their newsletter, I look at it and go, what? It's like 30 30 to 50% off this wholesale on this and you click yep. on it and you're like wow I could just grab this brand new binder to put all my new cool foily lands in I got binders just just to showcase off the LOTR art frames because uh, yeah. I, I collected a few of them and I was like cool how to do this put it into a binder from Ultra Pro ultrapro.com slash command it's the perfect place to go to get your stuff protect your cards and also just sleeve up your decks that you're going to be playing with whether you want some art sleeves regular sleeves a playmat that matches your commander you're going to be able to find something there that is great for you and will make you feel better when you play to be honest that's how it makes me feel and you're supporting the show so ultrapro.com slash command all right, now it's time for something we haven't done together in a very long time. That's Jimmy, right. And that is the end step. Do you have... This is where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. <laughs> Jimmy, do you... He's thinking so hard thinking over so there. thinking so hard. It's like got the whole hand out it's and like, everything. What is cool? What is cool outside, outside of the magic. world of magic? Not much, Josh. Not much at all. <laughs> um, is there any video games you've been playing? I, well, I already talked about Zelda oh. and Tears of the Kingdom before. Did you play Diablo at all? I didn't play Diablo. I played a little bit of Diablo. You know what's interesting? Actually, we'll talk about this. So a lot... We've seen this happen a lot, uh, both with... Uh, um, Blizzard and Riot, but basically employees of a company will be like, we're out, we're going to do our own thing. Oh, yeah, this is... And so a lot of different games have been coming up for it, uh, and maybe we can mention a couple of them. Stormgate is one that we're pretty close to, and we've been following with a lot of attention. Uh, you should wishlist it, by the way, on Steam if you want to support it, Yeah, the, you we, like RTSs. Yeah, we uh, can't say much, but we actually did sort of get to meet the team over there and are able to play the alpha, but Stormgate is an RTS in the style of StarCraft, which is like one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And we definitely want it to be awesome. If you like real-time strategy games, League of Legends comes from 
real-time strategy game. Yeah. So if you like League of Legends, you'll probably like this game. So yeah, definitely wishlisted on Steam to give them a little bit of a bump, give them some help. Yeah, and then there's also a new game called Project Loki. They oh, yeah, I've seen this. About it. Yeah, but it, it's, again, from people that were from Riot. So it has, like, that League of Legends feel, but feels like sort of a brawler and stuff, too. So I think it's always really exciting to see this come out because it is kind of boring to just have three companies dominate gaming, yeah. right? It's fun to see what other people can think of, of and come up with within their history somewhere else and they take that knowledge elsewhere because if you look at gaming that's how it all emerged like dota became uh, you know like from warcraft into dota and then that evolved into someone else making league of legends and then mobas became a thing right and so it's always cool to see that happen battle royales all came from a mod from arma 2 way back in the day so project loki and stormgate are all games i'm I'm really looking forward to and and honestly hoping for their success because it opens the doors for more indie developers more smaller developers to make games in what is a very difficult market yeah yeah i totally agree that's very cool even though i still love diablo and i had a lot of fun with it oh me too yeah it's fine i still want blizzard and ray and the big the big ones to like still make stuff please don't stop (laughs) yeah but i like that there's room for smaller indie games exploring uh you know the in-between spaces that are the 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 big players maybe aren't interested in or yeah, are, exactly. are too risk averse to even try yeah and just like magic right like you don't want everyone just to play monocolored decks you want yeah. some more expression to have an obzon enchantress deck and that's sort of what indie games sometimes feel like an obzon enchantress deck <laughs> we got there <laughs> we got there it's <laughs> all right uh, big thanks to our big team here at the command zone that make all of our content possible damon lens eric lem megan yip grov galati jordan pridgen jamie block arthur meadowcroft banson Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Sam Waldo, Evan Limberger, Lady Danger, Craig Lanchette, Mitch Trafford, Gabriel Pozos, Katie Cole, and, of course, Rachel Weeks. We love Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank, thank you, you Rachel. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and thank you, viewer, for checking out this awesome uh, deck reveal. Make sure you check out the other ones. There's three other decks that are being revealed across yep. the World Wide Web. Uh, you should be able to find it all if you just look around for it, I guess. Yep, and of <laughs> course, we're going to have some videos coming up talking about Commander Masters. We weren't, aren't going to talk about all the reprints, but the new cards in the other decks, we will do the, the pre-con upgrades and all that yeah, stuff, so exciting. stay tuned. All right, everyone, thanks so much for watching. And we'll see you next time. Peace! For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.